Pack your backpacks, grab your homework, and turn your volume up. Welcome to another edition of Pod Save the Teachers. We're here to discuss the best practices and the most important topics both in and outside of the classroom, as well as teach the tricks of the education trade. Now, without further ado, here's your host from the College of Education and Human Services, Dr. Mark Piercy. This is 1077 The Bronc, 1077TheBronc.com. Welcome to Pod Save the Teachers, the official podcast of the College of Education and Human Services here at Ryder University. I am your host, Dr. Mark Piercy. Welcome to the show. This is episode number 11 for us. It is July. It is hot. It is the middle of summer. And this is the, the time of the year. And, and no student will admit this is true, but this is the time of the year where people have been on summer break for five, six weeks, and it's five, six weeks until school starts. And, you know, it's like a random Tuesday or something, and it's one o'clock in the afternoon, and you have that thought of like, I'm bored. You never admit that in November. No one ever admits that they're ever bored ever during summer. But this is the middle of the summer where, you know, people are trying to find things to do. But for a lot of people, it's also the time they travel. And so uh, this episode is all about international education, study abroad, the effect of travel on our students and on our teachers. And we have a personal story to relate because one of our student producers, Vanessa Rivera, has just returned from. Vanessa, where'd you return from? I was in Spain. You were in Spain. And for how long were you in Spain? I was in Spain for the whole month of June. So from the 1st to the 30th, oh I was goodness. living there. Oh, now where were you? I was in Alcalá de Henares, which is like a small town in Madrid, which like, fun fact, if you didn't know, Madrid is like the quote unquote state. I did but not know. But there is also the main city, Madrid. See, that I did not know. Yeah. So it's like New York, New York. There's basically city, state, Madrid, Madrid. Yeah. Okay. And this is going to be a really dumb question, but... How was it? It was amazing, guys. <laughs> 10 out of 10, recommend. 10 out of 10. Go over there. Live with the host family. So what were you technically doing there? I mean, what was the actual experience about? Yeah, I took um, two classes. I took a class about the the great painters, and then I took a class about the book Don Quixote. Mm-hmm. Um, they love Don Quixote out there, man. People think Don Quixote is an actual person. He's not. Miguel de Cervantes <laughs> wrote Don Quixote. Well, it's like this whole long name that I'm not yeah, going to yeah. say. Because I'll probably mess it up. But um, <laughs> yeah, Don Quixote is a book, not a person. Now, was this your first experience in Europe? Yes, it was. And your first travel to uh, internationally, I guess, outside mm. of your... Alone. Yeah. My family's not... My dad's not originally from the U.S. Okay. So I've been to Honduras several times, but I, that was my first time traveling alone. Okay. How'd you do? It was great. Yeah. Honestly, it was easy. Like, I wasn't stressed. I guess so many times, not so many times, but like being in an airport with my family and then also we would drop off my abuelita to -hmm. go back to Honduras and to and from. So I was familiar with the airport. Now this is another dumb question, but what was your favorite thing about Spain? Oof. Oh my gosh, that's so hard. (laughs) I don't know. Um, okay. Okay. I can give you a top three. Okay. Uh, where I lived, it was very safe. Okay. I loved that. Um, the food's great. I bet. Or, well, I'll say my host mother's cooking was great. She could throw down in the kitchen. I was telling people that. I was like, yeah. I think I got the best host parent here, guys. Um, third, everyone, they're just, what did I say? They're nicer. They're nice. Well, let's, that's my, was my next question. How did you find Spanish people to be different from Americans? Oh, my gosh. They're so different. Um, you know how when you walk down the street and you... You can say hello, and the person will say hi back. Mm-hmm. That's not really a thing. Oh, really? Yeah, they just kind of look and then keep it pushing. Which, like, it's not bad. Yeah. It's just, like, 
everyone minds their own business, which is like pretty cool. People, mm. people be nosy here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And so your host, your host mother was a great cook. What was her best dish? Oh my gosh. Um, so she made. I wouldn't say this is her best dish, but it was like my favorite because it felt like familiar or just like comforting kind of. Mm -hmm. Like it was good comfort food. It was white rice with like like a tomato puree, like salsa like type oh thing yeah. on top of the rice and then two fried eggs. Oh it was boy. just like such a simple meal, but it was just like it smacked. It was really good. <laughs> it was really good. Now, Vanessa, would, would you, I mean, this is obviously another dumb question, but would, you would recommend travel abroad to yeah. other students, right? What did it do for you? Why did you, why did you find it so rewarding? I think because growing up here, for the most part in New Jersey, you kind of get used to the same thing and you, people can get stuck in the, oh, this is where my life is going to be because this is where I've grown up. This is all I know. Mm -hmm. You go outside the country, especially with an optimistic attitude, go with an optimistic attitude. That's mm -hmm. very important. You're just going to be like, oh my goodness. Like I want to go back to Spain for graduate school. So mm -hmm. hopefully I can make that happen. I'd honestly like, if that goes well, I'd honestly even consider relocating wow. out there to teach Spain English. Spain was a big hit, huh? It was a great hit. Yeah. It was amazing. I want to go back so bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is not to besmirch New Jersey or the United States of America. You're nah. big fans of both of those things. But when you have those experiences, that's what's great about travel abroad. When you when you have an opportunity or experience like that, it really can be life-changing. Mm -hmm. uh, I taught high school for 19 years. And during my summers, I really never had a chance to travel anywhere. And so I always encourage my students now, when you have these opportunities, you should take them. And I've traveled more in my time here at Ryder than I ever did in my life prior to that because I've been very active in the study abroad program here. Mm -hmm. uh, I've traveled twice to Morocco and twice to Italy. We did Ireland and the uh, Northern Ireland. We did Denmark and Sweden uh, last year. And this year, we just got back from the UK, from London and Scotland. And these experiences, every time I go with students, you can just see the way they see the world changing in front of you. Uh, and it's really, really extraordinary. It's also fantastic for education majors mm -hmm. because the thing that makes you a better teacher is developing that sense of empathy. And empathy comes from seeing how other people view the world. And when you go to a place where you are the fish out of water, you really had to learn how to do that, right? Yeah, it was definitely, yeah. Because <laughs> it was like two things. They were like, oh, if they heard me speak in English, they're like, oh, are you American? I'm like, yeah. And then, or they heard me speak in Spanish and they were like, you don't talk like us. Like several <laughs> people pointed out, they're like, are you Puerto Rican? I was like, yeah. Now, that's my <laughs> next question. Your accent in Spanish, does it sound distinct for, I mean, do, do Spanish, what do they think it sounds like? I mean, for example, if I spoke in my Southern accent, that I have when I go back home, yeah. then people here would make judgments about who mm -hmm. I am. And would your accent provoke in them or just confusion? Like they didn't know what it was. No, they definitely like understood everything I said. I think, I think with Puerto Rican, the Puerto Rican accent, quote unquote, mm -hmm. that I kind of sort of have, um, it's a lot, instead of R's, it's L's. And then we chop a lot of our letters uh -huh. and S's like, forget about it. <laughs> forget about it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so then they would hear me speak, and they would just be like, you Puerto Rican? I'm like, half, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how, how could you tell? They don't pick up the Honduran part? No, I. a lot of my Puerto Rican family lives in Trenton, so oh, I grew I up more around them, and I hear how they speak, whereas my family in Honduras, like, I only see them every couple of years. Oh, I see. Okay. So I, well, listen, but it's code switching, too. Of course, I'm sure, yeah. Well, listen, we're thrilled you're home. 
Thanks. Glad you had a great time. Don't head back immediately. We want to get more of your time here. Okay. Uh, today's episode, of course, is all about the value of these experiences. So for our special guest today, we have Kim Algio, who is the director of the Office of International Education here at Ryder University. And for our student spotlight, we have a very special treat because Vanessa was able to interview Antonio Fernandez Martin, the director of international relations in Madrid, with whom she worked while she was there. Yes. So, so she's going to be in her interviewing hat, too. I know. Very different. (laughs) (laughs) All that and more when we come back here on Pod Save the Teachers, the official podcast of the College of Education and Human Services at Ryder University. Pod Save the Teachers on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Ryder University's College of Education and Human Services. We all recognize that sound, the school bell. It's a part of the foundation of our future. From kindergarten to high school, the education we receive builds who we are, from our character to our careers. When you enroll as an undergraduate or graduate student at the College of Education and Human Services, we will help you harness your passion for education. We will prepare you to make meaningful and creative contributions in the classroom that will support, impact, and transform the lives of your students, providing them with the building blocks for success. Programs include elementary education, secondary education, and post-baccalaureate teaching certificates certificates, as well as Ryder's two-year New Jersey Alternate Route Teaching Certificate for educators who have earned an instructional certificate of eligibility. For more information about Ryder University's College of Education and Human Services impactful undergraduate and graduate programs and how to apply online, it's Ryder.edu. That's Ryder.edu to turn your passion for education into a rewarding career. We're back for more Pod Save the Teachers with Dr. Mark Piercy. Mark is back up at the blackboard and ready to chalk up some extra tips for teaching. So let's return to our seats and tune back in to Pod Save the Teachers on 1077 The Bronx. This is 1077 The Bronx, 1077 thebronkcom Welcome back to Pod Save the Teachers, the official podcast of the College of Education and Human Services at Ryder University. I am your host, Dr. Mark Piercy, and today we have our special guest from the Office of International Education, Kim Algio. Kim, how are you? I'm great. How are you? you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for being here with us. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. So the subject today is international education and study abroad and larger writ, the value of travel for our students. So first off, tell us about yourself, where you're from, how you came to Ryder, and what you do here. Sure. So I came to Ryder in 2012. So just celebrating my 10, no, 11 years here. 11, yeah. And um, yeah, I live in Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. so right over the bridge. And before I came to Ryder, I was working with a company called Kaplan, and I was managing all the English teachers there. We had about 300 international students there, and I realized I loved working with international students, but Mm -hmm. I really wanted to work with students studying abroad. Um, And I realized that when I was actually living in Thailand. I lived there for two years before going to Kaplan. So I was able to get a job in Bangkok teaching English to kindergarten through sixth grade. Wow. Um, at a yep, at a school right in Bangkok. Um, it was the best job ever. It was amazing. I don't know why I left. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, how many, and we were, you were counting this up beforehand, how many countries have you, first off, tell us your goal. What was your goal for countries to visit? Oh, yeah. So I wanted to visit 40 countries before I turned 40. Okay. And, and you've accomplished that. I have. I'm at 45. 45 countries. Yeah. Okay. I would like you to rank them now, all of them in order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just do the most recent. What was the most Impossible. recent one you visited? The most recent was Iceland. Iceland. Okay. Yeah, and that was for pleasure. That okay. was for fun. That was not. But um, a part of your yeah. job is traveling to these countries on behalf yeah. of Ryder. Yeah. Right? Yes. Okay. I have I do recruiting as well. So 
in addition to study abroad and advising students and helping them pick their destination, I also recruit international students from around the world. Now, I kind of buried the lead because your official job title is Director of the Office of International Education, right? <laughs> yes. So tell us what the Office of International Education does. I mean, it seems like it's in there in the title, but I know you have multiple missions. Yeah, so we do a lot. We, we are everything global, basically. So all students that want to study abroad for a semester, for a summer, for a faculty-led program, we are the go-to. Come and talk with us about any desires you have for studying abroad, whether it's a short-term, semester, or summer program. And then we also cater to all the international students, which we have about 200 on campus right now. Hmm. So anything that they need, we help them with as well. And where, yeah. This is just a weird question. Where are most of your international students from Ooh, for us? Um, and don't say other countries, because I knew that part. But <laughs> Most of them are from Europe, actually, and India. Oh, so okay. we And we have 107 so oh, wow. far as of today coming in the fall. Outstanding. 2023. Yes. Okay. So we're very excited. And most of them are coming from India and coming for our grad programs. So it's very exciting. Um, and we're, we have new exchange partnerships coming up all the time. Wow. We have... New exchange in Portugal, Sweden, Finland, and we have all students from those regions coming in the fall as well. Now, this is a weird pivot to what I was going to ask you, but when I first came here to New Jersey, I had always thought that New Jersey was a very kind of cosmopolitan state because, you know, it's in the Northeast and uh, New York City's right around the corner. But I've really been struck by how, and this is not meant to sound insulting, but how provincial New Jersey students sometimes are. Like mm -hmm. they're very small town kids mm -hmm. in many ways. They don't gen genuinely go lots of places. Mm -hmm. um, do you have difficulty convincing people <laughs> to travel abroad? <laughs> Um, I have difficulty convincing students to go abroad for a semester. They mm -hmm. are, I think rider students really are stuck on the 10-day programs. Mm -hmm. They are comfortable with that. And you'd be surprised, like a lot of them don't have passports yet. So um, it's, I think I had my passport actually when I was in college as well. I don't think I did mm -hmm. my first international trip till then. So, but I guess because I've just been traveling so much, I'm like, yeah, everyone needs to get their passports and and get going and let's go. And But yeah, it, it's interesting to me um, when students have to apply for study abroad, they have to fill out a form, you know, tell us where have you been? What have you done? What travel have you done? And a lot of them, it's like, yeah, I've been to New York. <laughs> I've been to Pennsylvania. <laughs> been to Florida. I get a and lot. I hear that yeah, too. Yeah, a lot. And um, yeah, I really, a big goal of mine is just to get the rider students really just out there, get Go see the world. Get out of New Jersey. Well, let me, let me, <laughs> uh, full disclosure, you and I have traveled together before, so you know that I don't believe the thing I'm about to say. But just in the interest <laughs> of being devil's advocate, what is the value of international travel anyways? Why should I bother going to visit other places, especially when it's such a hassle to get there? And I sometimes don't speak the language and there are weird bugs and the food's different. <laughs> How do you convince somebody who's reluctant to do that? Ooh, do you have like a month for me to <laughs> explain everything? <laughs> um, it, yeah, it's, it's something that once students do it, they come back and they're like totally transformed. I can see it in their face. I can see mm. it in their eyes. I can see it but when they talk about their experience. It's, you we're, we're are eyeballing Vanessa yeah. right now for the, for the <laughs> listener out there. <laughs> yeah, it's you will be a different person. You will learn your independent, learn how to be independent, rely on yourself. You'll your confidence is going to soar 
beyond words. I mean, just the emotional part is transformative. Um, and not to mention with Ryder, you get engaged learning points, you get credit, you have it on your resume that you have a global perspective. I mean, every company is looking for that now these days. They mm -hmm. want to know that you can thrive in a workplace around diversity and that you understand it and you can you can handle it. Well, what do you say to, a, for example, a parent who says, I don't want my little darling to go to country uh, to, to be determined because he or she will clearly be kidnapped and held for ransom, uh, and I'm scared of them getting weird diseases, and uh, I don't want my little baby traveling abroad away from my shelter. How do you convince parents to get on board with this? Or do you need to? Yeah, no, I, I don't normally get parents that call about it. Um, it's usually the, the students that are saying, yeah, my mom, she doesn't want to pay for this. Um, you know, what can I tell her? And then I usually say, yeah, bring her in. I'll tell her everything. And mm -hmm. I think usually just my excitement and showing them everything and assuring them, yeah, I have done so many of these programs. I mean, the pro obviously anything could happen. Anything could happen down the street. I mean, anything mm -hmm. could happen anywhere. So I usually say that because it's true. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are not in the safest location in the world. Um, so <laughs> it's a weird way to pitch. <laughs> You're in danger everywhere, kid. Yeah. I mean, I, it's true though. And I yeah. think that it does make them realize, well, yeah, I guess, you know, you could go to New York, you, you know, anything could happen anywhere. So yeah. I, I try to just calm their fears that way too. Now, where are you heading? Uh, what program do we have next year? So for faculty led programs, yeah. um, we have 13. Oh boy. Yeah. So we have some good ones, though. We have, um, well, you and I, yep. we're leading a program together That's right. You year. want to announce that public, this is the first public notice yeah, first of this public particular Yeah, first public announcements. Trip. We're doing Peru. Yeah, going to Peru. Yeah. And we are, gonna, we are going to do more cultural immersion, cultural mm -hmm. learning, so that it appeals to all majors. We're going to do healthcare comparison, um, ecotourism comparison, education comparison. We're going to do a little service learning one day, and then we have cultural activities, dance, dancing, salsa dance lesson, cooking lesson, and oh. basket weaving, and then, of course, Machu Picchu. So not to be missed, I think. It's That's going to be, be very cool. Yeah, amazing. All right. Well, yeah. we're going to continue our conversation with Kim Algio, the director of the Office of International Education, when we're back here on Pod Save the Teachers, the official podcast of the College of Education and Human Services at Ryder University. Pod Save the Teachers on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Ryder University's College of Education and Human Services. We all recognize that sound, the school bell. It's a part of the foundation of our future. From kindergarten to high school, the education we receive builds who we are, from our character to our careers. When you enroll as an undergraduate or graduate student at the College of Education and Human Services, we will help you harness your passion for education. We will prepare you to make meaningful and creative contributions in the classroom that will support, impact, and transform the lives of your students, providing them with the building blocks for success. Programs include elementary education, secondary education, and post-baccalaureate teaching certificates certificates, as well as Ryder's two-year New Jersey Alternate Route Teaching Certificate for educators who have earned an instructional certificate of eligibility. For more information about Ryder University's College of Education and Human Services impactful undergraduate and graduate programs and how to apply online, it's Ryder.edu. That's Ryder.edu to turn your passion for education into a rewarding career. We're back for more Pod Save the Teachers with Dr. Mark Piercy. Mark is back up at the blackboard and ready to chalk up some extra tips for teaching. So let's return to our seats and tune back in to Pod Save the Teachers on 1077 The Bronx. 
This is 1077 The Bronx, 1077 thebronkcom Welcome back to Pod Save the Teachers, the official podcast of the College of Education and Human Services at Rider University. I am still your host, Dr. Mark Piercy, and we are continuing our talk with Kim Algio, the Director of the Office of International Education here at Rider University. Did you just say Director of OIE? Or do you yes, say, we okay. say OIE. OIE. Yeah. All right, yeah. so when I do it, I'm giving the whole formal title. Yes. That yeah. sounds really formal. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. but OIE is good. OIE, yeah. okay. Yeah. You want Director of OIE or OIE Director? Director of OIE. Okay, there you yeah. go. Okay. So... I know you have many different trips planned and you go to lots of different places, but routinely, where are the places the students most want to go? So I would say the the most popular destinations right now are Spain, mm-hmm. uh, England, hmm. uh, France, uh, Greece. We have a, quite a few students going to Greece, oh, actually. Wow. We have a new um, exchange program there right in Athens, mm-hmm. the American College of Greece. Um, it, you, I would say prior to pandemic, Australia was extremely popular. Mm. We had... In fact, we had like seven students in Australia when COVID hit. So now we didn't bring that up in the last segment, but uh, and, you know, obviously the pandemic just scrambled what you mm. do for a living completely. Oh yeah. Uh, have you come back to normal? Or I would say we have come back to normal for the faculty-led programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sent two hundred and thirty-five students abroad this past academic year. Wow. Um, most of them were faculty led though. So mm-hmm. semester has still taken a bit. Um, students are still a little cautious about going yeah. away for four months. Um, but our faculty are just they're through the roof with mm-hmm. students signing up for those. All of the programs are full. That's great. Yeah. So I would say we're definitely back to normal with that and we're getting there with semester. Before COVID, we had about maybe 30 to 35 students a semester going abroad. And oh, wow. now we have about 12. So, but we're getting there. Okay. We're, we're Slowly but surely. <laughs> now, is there any place, I mean, you mentioned a lot of countries in Europe, and is there any place we really haven't cracked the code of yet, like places that we really want to go to, but we haven't been able to figure out a way to get there? Uh, I would say Latin America. Oh, okay. Yeah, we we don't have many students that want to go there. Um, I would say in my time here, what did I say, 10 years, 11 years, yeah. <laughs> maybe we've sent three students to study abroad in Latin America. Wow. I mean, they all go to Spain. So, um, but I, I really would love to get more students in, in Latin America. I that bet. would be, yeah, that's my goal. If for nothing else, it's pretty much the same, same time zone. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. same time zone. And if no you're trying lag. to learn Spanish, mm-hmm. instead of going to Spain, you can, you have, we have so many options. We have Argentina, Chile, Peru, Colombia, Costa Rica, Panama. I mean, we have, wow. we have a lot of options. Students just aren't taking advantage of them. Now you've visited 45 countries. Yes. Right. Uh, this will be, a, I'm not going to ask you to rank them for real, but <laughs> I can't, <laughs> what was your favorite place to visit? Ooh, I have, I have a couple that are really like a tie, okay. but, um, obviously Thailand cause I lived there for two years, mm-hmm. top country. Um, I love, love, love Morocco. Oh yes. You and I have traveled there together twice. Yes. We've taken two groups of students there and it was, it's just every time I go there, it's, it's so different from mm-hmm. The U.S. from New Jersey, it's it's just like another world. It, it makes me feel like just so happy. Mm-hmm. And I love the food there and the culture and the people. And um, and then in Europe, I would say my favorite place is Italy. So, you know. That's, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the hard. The pasta, the pizza, I mean, the gelato. Come on. <laughs> hard to beat. Is there any place, I mean, there's 200 some odd countries in the world, but any place less in your bucket list you haven't gone to yet? Um, oh yeah. I mean, I'm dying to go to New Zealand. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice. And, and anywhere in Latin America. I mean, I just, I just said the students aren't going, but guess what? I haven't gone either. I've never been. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah. But you have a job where you can <laughs> rectify that. I mean, that's the coolest thing about your job is that you can you yes. can go, right? Yeah, I can yeah. go. I can go work and do all those fairs. And then that little bit of free time I get for dinner or something. It's like I can go <laughs> explore and find a really cool restaurant and, and, and get dinner. And, uh, yeah, I'm very lucky that I, I can see, like, sort of the country for <laughs> mm. a little bit of time and yeah even if it's 24 hours in the country or 48 at least it's like well Something. i saw it i'm here yeah <laughs> well kim you've convinced me I'm, I'm going to go to peru with you right? yeah. yeah okay good yeah <laughs> too bad you already signed that's up. that's so. right i'm stuck <laughs> well thank you so much for visiting with us today we really appreciate it yeah. uh before we go of course we have our dumb interview games that we do with everybody okay okay so these are fairly easy uh the first one is called mascot fight mascot fight is my high school mascot versus your high school mascot who would win in a fight mm. so where'd you go to high school I went to Hatboro Horsham. Hatboro Horsham High School, home of the fighting Hatters. Okay, well, whatever I'm going to pick, I'm going to win. <laughs> you have a hat. It's a big no, old hat. No, like a mad hatter. Oh, you have the crazy guy in the hat, not just the hat. Yeah. Oh. Okay. All right. Makes a difference. Okay. Um, your guy's like technically insane. I don't know. Okay. I never really thought about it. Okay. <laughs> And I think it's best if I, you know, I use the, my mascots for not only from my high school that I went to, but also the ones I taught at. Yeah. What is your high school? Well, if I was going to go with Crazy Guy, it'd have to be Braden River High School in Brainton, Florida, home of the Pirates. Oh. So Pirate versus Hatter, right? I think the Pirate wins. Pirate has yeah. weapons, but the Hatter would come out of nowhere. Like, yeah. Yeah. They have Pirate. They would have go like in. a black cane, too, oh, yeah. that they carry okay. around that could... I'm going to go with the, yeah. I'm gonna go the Hatter. Yeah, yeah okay, I think so. All okay. right, you win that one. All right, good. Uh, next game is called Try Before You Die. Try Before You Die is one thing you think everybody should try at least once before, something something they should experience before they leave Earth uh, in mortal form. Uh, like food, you mean? It something could be food, it could be a drink, oh. it could be a place to visit, something oh, yeah. to do. Ooh, okay, yes. You must go and ride camels in the Sahara Desert in Morocco. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I'm not going to differ with you on that. That was magical. <laughs> Except it turns out it's uh, actually very uncomfortable. It's really painful on your butt, uh, <laughs> and something about the gait of a camel is completely unnatural for a person. So the moving back and forth pretty soon, and yeah. there's this metal T bar in front of you that you hold onto, and it's the the ride out was less magical than I imagine it would be. So why I rode back on the camel again, just for comparison, our guide walked. Both ways, and he I knew. think yeah. he was smart. He knew, but yeah, it's just it's just the most incredible scenic that was view. Something. It's, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, everybody must do that. That was something. All right, so we're gonna try now random speed round. Random speed round is where I ask you as many questions as I can in one minute. You answer as many as you can in one minute. Ready? Mm. Here you go. Okay. okay, ready? Vanessa's got timer. Go. Go. What's something in your fridge right now that should probably be thrown out? Uh, milk. Would you prefer to leave where your hometown from your hometown and never come back or stay in your hometown and never be able to leave? Leave and never come back. Okay. What is something that happened to you that you cannot logically explain? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Pass. What's your close call story? Something was a close call. Oh, I was robbed in India. Ooh. What part of your body currently doesn't feel 100%? That's a weird question. Get past that one. What <laughs> argument did you have that looking back on was absolutely ridiculous? Oh gosh, I don't know. Pass. Okay. Do you consider telling white lies to be okay? Oh yeah. <laughs> if you had to wear a hat for the next week, what type of hat would you choose? Uh, my Phillies hat. What was the best thing you learned in the past year? Uh, the best thing that um, that we're getting 107 students. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> uh, what story about the last time you cried? Ooh. Oh, uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you could choose to be famous for something, what would it be? 
These were hard. All right, we got a lot of questions in there, but I'm not sure you answered as many. Yeah. But that's okay. That's oh, all right. It's not like a contest. Seven, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I lost the game. Uh, slang Exploder is where I ask our guests to teach me some sort of Gen Z slang, but you are not Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, you have access to lots of students and you do have a child of your own, even though your child is only, you know, six or five. Yeah. Five. Well, okay. she'll be six. Yeah. But do you have any slang terms that you can teach me? And then by using them on the air, I get to destroy them forever. No. <laughs> See, we're both, we're, we're parents. We're not we're cool not, anymore. Yeah, we're not. No, no. no. And we're, we're being laughed cool. at by she, the student producers right now. She does not say anything no <laughs> she has no slang <laughs> fair enough no okay she uh, doesn't have any slang she's <laughs> she's just complaining about who is taking her crayons at school so <laughs> oh who is it piper piper yeah all right piper you're on you're on blast right here <laughs> on pod save the teachers piper knock it off she's not nice she's all not right. playing nice Listen, folks, to all our listeners, we're forming the anti-Piper army. If you see yeah. Piper out there, tell her to give the crayons back. Yeah. Don't, so, don't do that, folks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and our final question. Now, you are not a native New Jerseyan, right? No, I'm from Pennsylvania. But you've worked in New Jersey for quite a while, so you yes. might have an opinion on this when I ask all our Jersey residents and natives, is there a central New Jersey? Yeah. Okay. Are we in it yes, right now? Okay. we are. When does South Jersey begin? Uh, Atlantic City. Okay. What I like about this is forthright answers. You are putting yourself in a kind of a minority position for the guests we've had thus far. But I like you're planting your flag and you're refusing yeah. to give in. Yeah. I, yeah. Or Malika Hill, maybe, of South Jersey. Haven't heard that one before. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to get a big map. We're going to put pins on the map. Yeah. Make sure everyone knows. Well, Kim, thank you again for coming in. Yeah. We really appreciate for it. Me. This and was fun. We'll be right back here on Pod Save the Teachers with our student spotlight where Vanessa interviews Antonio Fernandez Martin, the director of international relations in Madrid, Spain. Ooh. Pod Save the Teachers on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Ryder University's College of Education and Human Services. We all recognize that sound, the school bell. It's a part of the foundation of our future. From kindergarten to high school, the education we receive builds who we are, from our character to our careers. When you enroll as an undergraduate or graduate student at the College of Education and Human Services, we will help you harness your passion for education. We will prepare you to make meaningful and creative contributions in the classroom that will support, impact, and transform the lives of your students, providing them with the building blocks for success. Programs include elementary education, secondary education, and post-baccalaureate teaching certificates as well as Ryder's two-year New Jersey Alternate Route Teaching Certificate for educators who have earned an instructional certificate of eligibility. For more information about Ryder University's College of Education and Human Services' impactful undergraduate and graduate programs and how to apply online, it's Ryder.edu. That's Ryder.edu to turn your passion for education into a rewarding career. We're back for more Pod Save the Teachers with Dr. Mark Piercy. Mark is back up at the blackboard and ready to chalk up some extra tips for teaching. So let's return to our seats and tune back in to Pod Save the Teachers on 1077 The Bronx. Welcome back to Pod Save the Teachers. This is one of the student producers, Vanessa Rivera. And this last month, I was in Spain. I was in Alcalá de Henares, Spain. And I conducted an interview with Antonio Fernández Martín who is one of the directors that was in charge of the study abroad program for the university I was at in Spain. So I just want to preface that this was recorded in Spain, so the audio is a little bit echoey compared to our normal audio, but the remainder of the interview will be in Spanish. Essentially what we talk about is Antonio's background, we talk about some of the objectives of the study abroad program in Alcalá, um, and some of the benefits 
opportunities for students to come back for master's programs. Yeah, so I hope you enjoy this different segment. Antonio, mucho gusto, mucho Encantado. Eh, gracias por venir y hablar conmigo. Eh, pues, Antonio, dime un poco sobre usted, de dónde es, de, de qué haces en la universidad y todo eso. Uh -huh. Bueno, yo nací en Madrid y he vivido prácticamente toda mi vida en el centro de España, entre Madrid y Alcalá de Henares, y ahora estoy en un barrio cerca de, de la ciudad. Hice mis estudios en lengua inglesa y hice mi máster en Estados Unidos. Antes de ir a Estados Unidos también hice un año académico en Holanda porque en Europa se dan a los estudiantes la opción de hacer un curso de Erasmus. Erasmus son intercambios entre universidades europeas y el mío fue en Holanda. Terminé mis estudios universitarios y decidí hacer el máster en Estados Unidos en la Universidad de Bowling Green State University en el estado de Ohio. Eh, terminé mi máster en el 98 y desde entonces, bueno, busqué trabajo en el Instituto Franklin, en aquella época tenía otro nombre, y, y me concedieron clases para impartir a estudiantes norteamericanos. Ese fue mi primer contacto con el Instituto. Después de estar cuatro años dando clases, tuve la oportunidad de, de ser promocionado y llevar la, la coordinación, parte de la coordinación del programa de Study Abroad. Y ahora estoy en la coordinación y también ayudando a los estudiantes de grado. Gracias. Eh, dime un poco sobre este programa que estoy haciendo ahora aquí en Alcalá y por qué estudiantes deben venir a Alcalá o estudiar en un país extranjero. Bueno, estudiar en un país extranjero para todos los estudiantes es una buena experiencia. Yo es una recomendación que doy. Es cierto que hay estudiantes que no pueden financiárselo porque no es una experiencia barata y todos tenemos que saber que estudiar en el extranjero implica un gasto económico. Pero si un estudiante puede ahorrar o tiene la financiación para ir a un país diferente al suyo en donde vive, siempre va a ser una experiencia muy rica en la formación, no solamente eh, académica, sino en la formación profesional personal, porque va a ver el mundo desde varias perspectivas diferentes y eso enriquece mucho a la persona. En nuestro caso, nuestro consejo es venir a España, obviamente estamos en España, estamos en Madrid, estamos en una ciudad muy cerca de Madrid y esa es una buena opción. Muchos estudiantes de Estados Unidos, en la edad en la que el programa de, de, de International Studies eh, se desarrolla, están en una edad aproximadamente entre 20 o 21 años. Para muchos estudiantes es su primera, su primera vez eh, que salen del extranjero, que salen al extranjero desde Estados Unidos. Y prefieren, las universidades eh, norteamericanas prefieren que sus alumnos vayan a ciudades más pequeñas que una capital. Porque la vida en la capital bueno, pues es mucho más estresante, un estudiante que tiene menos experiencia en, en la cultura pues puede sentirse eh, más eh, agobiado por, por la vida de una gran ciudad. ¿Qué ventajas ofrece Alcalá de Henares? Es un pueblo, ciudad, para el estándar español grande. Para un estándar americano posiblemente es un, una ciudad pequeña pero tiene las ventajas de una gran ciudad y las ventajas de una ciudad pequeña. Eh, además de tener una vida mucho más tranquila que la vida de la capital, 
Los estudiantes viven bastante cerca de los edificios universitarios y pueden venir andando en la mayoría de los casos. Con lo cual eh, es una ventaja también para el estudiante eh, el caminar desde el lugar donde, donde vive al lugar donde eh, obtiene o recibe las clases. Otro gran eh, factor de elegir Alcalá como un, un lugar de study abroad es la comunicación con el extranjero. Alcalá está situada muy cerca del Aeropuerto Internacional Madrid-Barajas. Es uno de los grandes aeropuertos del país y las conexiones con Estados Unidos son excelentes. Es muy eh, interesante venir en un vuelo, en muchos casos vuelo directo, depende de dónde viva el estudiante, obviamente, y desde ese vuelo directo venir a Alcalá también es muy fácil eh, la comunicación con el aeropuerto. Entonces para los estudiantes es una ventaja. Y otra ventaja de tener el aeropuerto tan cerca no es solamente para venir desde Estados Unidos o volver a Estados Unidos, sino también porque muchos estudiantes internacionales quieren tener la experiencia de visitar Europa. Venir a España no es solamente visitar Madrid o Barcelona como las ciudades más conocidas del país. Muchos estudiantes quieren visitar, obviamente, Italia, obviamente, Inglaterra, Alemania, Portugal o otros países europeos. Y la comunicación con los países de Europa desde Alcalá de Henares es excelente, con lo cual es un sitio muy recomendable por la ubicación que tiene en estar de pertenecer a una gran ciudad que está muy cerca, pero al mismo tiempo ser independiente. Muchas gracias. ¿Hay otros objetivos del programa de Estadio Igual específicamente para los estudiantes? Los objetivos principales son las asignaturas, que pueden ser transferibles. El estudiante viene... Previamente, el estudiante ha tenido que tener una conversación con su advisor en Estados Unidos. El advisor le ha elegido o le ha recomendado tomar unas asignaturas en nuestro programa de Study Abroad que después van a ser transferidas, con lo cual esa es una experiencia muy importante para el estudiante porque no solamente aprende en, en España eh, materias relacionadas con asignaturas, sino que estas asignaturas van a formar parte de su carrera, de su expediente académico, con lo cual los cursos que hace en España también los va a tener transferidos en su universidad norteamericana. Y creo que eso es uno de los puntos más interesantes para que el estudiante pueda venir. Y luego, bueno, pues eh, es muy interesante poder relacionarse, en algunos casos, eh, que tenemos estudiantes de México o con un background mexicano o con un background latino. Es muy interesante para este tipo de, 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 de alumnos entrar en contacto con familias españolas, porque pueden comparar varias culturas. Pueden comparar la cultura de su familia, puede ser de origen latino, obviamente con la familia española con la que viven, y eh, al mismo tiempo comparar también sus conocimientos de la cultura norteamericana porque es donde está estudiando. Entonces creo que toda esta experiencia hace que después de un periodo en el programa de Study Abroad, el estudiante madure muchísimo durante cuatro meses, que es normalmente el tiempo que normalmente toman los estudiantes entre el otoño y la primavera. Y es eh, realmente excepcional la transformación, el cambio, la madurez que un estudiante tiene antes de venir al programa y cuando se marcha del programa. 
Esa fue mi próxima pregunta que yo iba a preguntar que ha visto cambios en los estudiantes, pero ya usted ya lo ha respondido. Entonces, eh, ¿qué otras oportunidades hay para regresar a Alcalá para hacer estudios después de, de los bachelors? Nosotros tenemos en el Instituto Franklin programas de grado. Los programas de grado que ofrecemos son másteres y también doctorado. Con lo cual, recibimos estudiantes que ya han tenido la experiencia de Estadio Abroad en el uh -huh. programa del Instituto Franklin porque quieren tener o continuar con su formación en España. Muchos estudiantes toman algunos de nuestros másteres y, bueno, son másteres que están en la mayoría enfocados a la enseñanza del español como lengua extranjera o la enseñanza del inglés como segunda lengua. Eh, ambos perfiles ven muy interesante las dos eh, formaciones académicas porque muchas veces quieren quedarse en España durante un tiempo largo enseñando inglés o volver a Estados Unidos para enseñar español. Muy bien, pues muchísimas gracias, Antonio. Eh, sí, muchísimas gracias por todo. Pues un placer, gracias a ti por la entrevista. Gracias. Thank you for listening to Pod Save the Teachers, the official podcast of the College of Education and Human Services at Rider University. Pod Save the Teachers is available on our website, 1077thebronc.com, as well as the following platforms, Amazon, Anchor, Apple, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. Pod Save the Teachers was produced by Vanessa Rivera and Aubrey Prendergast. Catch our live broadcasts on the last Saturday of each month at 8 a.m. or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in to Pod Save the Teachers, only on 1077 The Bronx. To listen to previous episodes and obtain further information, head on over to 1077thebronc.com slash podsavetheteachers. Pod Save the Teachers is brought to you by the College of Education and Human Services. We'll see you bright and early next Saturday at 8 a.m., only on 1077 The Bronx.